Hello and welcome to Mint Dialogue, episode number 132. This interview is with Michal Aitan, professor and head of the Master Program of Design Management at the Bezalel Academy of Arts and Design in Jerusalem. Michal is also part of the UNESCO NetExpo Advisory Board. In this interview, we talk about the role and importance of designers in today's business world, how the design process has changed, and how to improve design thinking and process. Considering the amount of new tech coming out of Israel, Michal is at one of the true epicenters of tech innovation in the world. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue podcast, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, your host and author of The Mindset. That's M-Y-N-D-S-E-T dot com, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes to the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. So, Michal, tell us who you are and what do you do? Okay. Michal Eitan. I'm the head of the Master Program in Design at Bezalel Academy of Art and Design in Jerusalem. And at our program, we have three different uh, programs. Uh, design, design management, and design and technology. And design and technology is pretty new. We are just now... Um, our first students are graduating this year, and uh, we believe that's the, the future of design. Michal, tell us why do you believe putting design and technology together is the future of design? When we look at the new technology that's emerging right now, and we look at, uh, at the fact that every product is not a product by itself, but a technology platform. And we see that you cannot, you cannot uh, design a chair and then add sensor to it. You cannot uh, design um, a bracelet and then put a sensor that will do the quantified self stuff. We, we do need now people that will work together from the very beginning and, and design a, a chair that the, the sensor embedded in it. And designers should be part of the, of the technology thinking process. And technology will not work without the designers, and designers cannot do it without technology people. So I think the, the putting together these two fields is going to be a necessity for every, every product that we're going to do. Um, and one more thing that I have to add is that um, when we're talking about technology that is everywhere, um, we need to remember that there is a person that needs to use it. And designer can do the, um, um, the connection between technology and the people who use the technology. They understand a very important part of the design process is empathy to the user and trying to understand the needs, trying to come from the user side and meet the technology that emerge from the other side. So I believe designers will have a very important role in uh, tomorrow or even today world. It's not tomorrow anymore, it's, it's here. Michal, in today's changing world, digitally enhanced, how do you see that the design process has changed? Well, you can see that designer is not making nice stuff anymore. Well, they do make nice stuff, and I think it's important that it will always be important. 
Um, but rather thinking about the whole process of making the stuff and how it's going to evolve to something that is going to work. Designers also think about um, service product systems. It's not only the product anymore, it's the, the whole ecosystem of the product that, uh, that you know, uh, needed to be think about uh, at, the, at the designing process. And it's not, in, it's not enough to, enough to, to design, a, let's say, bicycle that you, you rent on the streets. Uh, you need to think about the whole system, about uh, from the minute you decide to take the bicycle, what are you going to see at, uh, at your uh, phone or tablet or computer at home? How are we going to take it? How are you going to design the bike that will be um, strong enough and uh, to take, you know, to, to use as a rental bike as compared to, to regular bike? And how are you going to return it? And the whole system, it's not only the bike. You need to know how to, to design a bike, but you need to, to think about the whole system around it. So designers need to think about more, uh, more about processes, about people, not about materials and form uh, itself. So it's almost like there's a beginning, a middle, and an after mm -hmm. to a product. Oh, yes. The product is not standing by itself. And, and you can see, we can see, um, if you look at the innovation that we saw at NetExplore, the, the winners of NetExplore, you can look at each one of them and say, okay, it's not only a product. You need to design the product, let's say the SIO product. You need to design the, the, the things itself, but everything around it, you need design designer to think how is it going to, to get to the person, what is it going to do with the information. And especially now when you look, you look at all the products that collect data. You know, you look at so many, so many products that collect all kinds of data, information about yourself, about this, the, the, the environment, about everything. What are you going to do with the data? You know, it's one thing to collect the data, and that's what technology people do. And then you need somebody to, to take the data and do something with it. So. Michal, you, you've talked about making it more human. Mm -hmm. How can you best integrate the end user in the, the process of design? Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I th if you look at what are the strengths of designers, um, using the user inputs in the, in the, in the designing process or, or, or at the thinking process is the, the best or maybe the strongest merit of designers. Because the way designers think, they start with the user, they go and do prototype, ask the user or try it with the user, it works, it doesn't work, you try again. So the, the process is very, um, um, it's, it's not linear. It's a circular process that you go again and again and again until you find the right way. Usually with science people, with technology people, you start with an assumption and you really want it to succeed. You really want this assumption to be the right one. So you do everything you can to get this linear process and to get to the end. Uh, designer thinks differently. 
designer think more circular, more again and again, get wrong again. You know, you can get wrong many, many times in the process, and that's the right, that's the right process Learning for designer. Yes, learning, go to the, to the user, prototype it, try it in real time, not, you know, try, let somebody imagine what the, what the solution. Try it in a cardboard prototype, not real one, but try to see how, this pers uh, how a person reacts to the, to the solution. And you say, no, it's not working, let's try it again. Oh. So Michal, I'd like you to, to tell us about uh, a specific case where you could come up with and t tell us about how you integrated the end user into mm -hmm. the process of design. Okay, let me, let me go to one of the classes that we do, a collaboration with a, a school of disabled kids. What the students did, they went, each, each student um, engaged with one kid with different disabilities. Each one got one disability. And the idea was to take and find technology that will improve this kid's life. It wasn't like, okay, we found a solution to how to, to make uh, this kid work better and, you know, we sit in the lab, but rather be with the kids, try to do it, look for technologies that exist, and I believe that, you know, we have all the technology needed. We just need to, to put them together with a real need. And, and the way we work is like being with the kids, going back to the, to the lab, to the making things happen, going back to the kids, and this is something that happened all the, sem all, all the semester. And maybe during the semester, the semester is 15 weeks, uh, we go to the student, to, the, to these kids, maybe four or five times uh, until, until you get the end results. And next week we're going to see it. I, I know what's going to happen, but next week we're going to see the end results with the kids and with the designers. Uh, so. Invoking, not going to invoke any of the famous phrases, but some people say, you give them what they want and we'll have a, a faster horse. Mm -hmm. How do you make the distinction when you involve the end user in the process from mm -hmm. just giving them what they want as opposed mm -hmm. to maybe providing them what they need? I, I don't think we get the ideas from the users. We just get the needs. We get, we see how, what they need. We see, we find the pain, you know, it not, yes, sometimes it's a real pain. Sometimes it's a, it's something that needs to be better. And going from there, you know, we believe designers have, you know, uh, some kind of uh, um, innovative thinking. But we don't ask them what they need. We, we see what they need, we watch them, we talk to them, uh, we do all kind of uh, design research that help us to understand what's going on. And then we go try to, to come up with a, a new solution and going back to show them. And, you know, and I hope from there, from this kind of process, can, uh, we can get good innovation and good solutions. Listening to you, Micha, I get the feeling that we should all be a little bit designer. Yeah, I think, I think we should. 
And, you know, we, we teach in, in my program, we have three different uh, type of programs for, for designers. And, and you see that the design thinking, that the method of design thinking is, is really helping managers and helping technology people, it's helping uh, artists or... Uh, because the way, the, the methodology of design thinking is what's... That's the new thing. It's not, uh, it's not you know, working with the design. And we have students from all kinds of backgrounds. We have uh, social sciences, and we have uh, humanities, and we have engineers and technology people and science background, and, and they all come together, and we work... Um, we work through a methodology of, of you know, the, the way uh, industrial designers always get to the, you know, to the product. And with so much complexity and choice out there, mm-hmm. how do you actually come up with a simple solution? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the way the way it works is we start with, you know, taking it uh, to the widest angle possible, you know, getting all the, inf- all the information, getting all the technology available in the market, uh, trying to think, you know, trying to, to get the m- more information, uh, more than you need, and, and put it on the, on the wall. You know, you, you can take the post-it, uh, the post-it notes of, uh, and, and try to start playing with it. And when you see it on the wall and we, you, when you play with it and you take and you decide, okay, now we take few options away and we stayed with that. And, but these options are not going away to the, to, the, to the garbage. They are staying there. We try something. It's working. We continue to, to uh, make it narrow choice and find the right uh, solution. If not, we go back. We go back to the first uh, stage. We do another another uh, combination of uh, technologies, another combination of human behaviors. Try it again until until we get to the right solution. So it's trial and error process. Um, and you know, we, we you can see now that you have. Uh, it's always it's like looking at all the technologies and trying to mix and match. Sometimes this combination works, sometimes another combination works. So it's, it gives you the, the opportunity to do all kinds of combinations until you find the right one, until you get to, like, to find two technologies and two human behaviors that work together to get to the, to the best solution. In your program, you have there's a, a huge emphasis on collaboration. Mm-hmm. How do you go about enhancing teamwork and collaboration? So at the design and technology program itself, we have half, half of the group are designers and half of the group are technology people, and they work in pairs. And we, believe, we understand that in two years of master program, you cannot teach a designer to be a programmer or engineer, or, and you can... You can't teach an engineer to uh, to be a designer, but what we do uh, is that letting each group learn the language of the other one, let them each pair work together and understand the language of the other other group. And I think, in general, 
you need to learn all kinds of languages in order to succeed in this, uh, in this world. Because we all, you know, managers has its own language with its own phrases and uh, everything they need to know. Um, engineers has its own. And, and sometimes we speak the same word and mean totally different stuff. So what we're trying to do in the program of design technology is let designers talk with uh, technology people from the very beginning and understand uh, how can each contribute to the, to the final dish. But we also look at taking the design and technology people and let them work with managers, let them work with designers uh, who do mostly design research and probably work at the, on design and art and design, uh, very figurative design. Aesthetic. Aesthetic design. And so we, we build all kind of programs that will uh, allow everybody to work together. We have uh, workshops that put everybody together and, and work toward a solution. And it's very interesting to see that when I take students that they all, not all of them, but let's say industrial design uh, graduates come and each one of them go to the, a different program. When they, we put them together, each one thinks different. And they think differently when you put them together you see the benefit of uh, interdisciplinary group that work together. And so I can definitely see the benefit from a student perspective, learning mm -hmm. what designers learn, how to think about technology, and vice versa. So that's going to help them when they get into business. Mm -hmm. From a business standpoint, I'm thinking of the typical business-minded, financially-oriented kind of person and the environments that we have in business. What kind of advice might you have or thoughts might you have about helping to integrate designers and technologists better into business mm -hmm. to allow for a better, more fluid design process? Well, I believe in general that a business environment can really benefit from people who think differently because that's, that's the most important things today and uh, to, to have people who think uh, think differently or think innovation. I don't think you can get innovation from thinking the same the same way and being with the same people. And and you you can see when you get different people, you get sometimes people you know they think diff totally different, and they look at the same problem and they have different solution. So when you um, you know I'm, I'm I'm talking to many corporation in Israel, and and you see when that. Uh, they, they are looking for somebody who thinks differently. They are looking uh, uh, for ways to be ahead. And that's, that's the way to be ahead, to, to get somebody who thinks differently, to get somebody who, is, who can do um, um, collaboration and understand different people and different languages and, and do something new. And I really believe that technology is here. Like we have all the technology needed. Uh, well, of course not. I'm sure there will be new technologies, but we have so many uh, technologies that are looking for ways to to deploy ways to what, what are we what can we do with technologies? And it's not only designers, but rather people who, who who doesn't think about technology, but the people who's going to use the technology. And designers in, are in the best position to do it. So I think 
it's, it can be very beneficial for a company to take a designer, not to do aesthetic logo or, um, or you know, aesthetic chair, but thinking about processes and finding new solutions and being at the product development groups. Beautiful. Thinking about design, we are, as you were mentioning before, there's always the aesthetics on the outside. How important is the design on the inside, that part which is hidden from the user? Mm-hmm. So I, I have a, you know, a long career in sustainability thinking. And one of the things that we, we th- I thought, why going into design, like why going into this area, is that you think about the importance of the design of the product from all the life cycle of the, of the product. And, and you say, wow, designers has the most responsibility for the product in general. And when you look for, let's say, cellular phones, you know, you usually in general use cell phone for, let's say, six to nine months in general, and you, you rechange it and you throw it away. There are so many rare metals inside the phone that are needed. And today, what we, what we do in the Western world, we just put them on the ship and take it to, to, a, to Africa, to China, to all kinds. We make, we make horrible things to the people there and to the environment there and to the way they live there. And you, you think about a designer that can design the way the, the cell phone inside the cell phone is designed that uh, will make you um, able to open it and take what's needed for an, another use or you know, use it, make it uh, read, ready to, for disassembly. And you don't see it in products now. I think it's a very important role of designers in the coming year, thinking about what are we going to do when you know, resources are going to, to end. And you can see it in the, in, the, in the very near future. You can see copper, and you can see bronze, and you can see all kinds of metals that we know we're going to have them for the next 20, 30, some, some metals not for that long. And so the only place we can find these metals will be in used cell phones that we just throw away. And so designers will have a role to, to think about the products after we finish to use it, because these products never go away. They are staying with us, and trying to think what are we going to do with this product after the end, the, the end of life. That's, I, I think it's a very important role of, uh, of designers, especially when you talk about technology that changes so fast. And like we, we use the, the product less and less time every, every version of it. Yeah, the life cycle of products is shrinking. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Stay on the inside of the product. How important is the aesthetics on the inside of the product important in a designer's mind mm-hmm. as far as how you teach it and how you yeah. approach so, it? So we look at the product, you know, at the whole system of the product as a, as a process of you know, usability. It's not only how it looks, but how you can use it and when you open it to, to take care of it, when you open it to change it, when you open it to, to throw it away. So the way it's designed in the, in, uh, on the inside it should be 
beautiful for the because we are going to look inside. Somebody is going to look inside, and it needs to be very uh, usable and easy to use and understandable, because uh, we will need to to go back to the inside and see what what can we do with it uh, with it after that. And looking at usability and the way everything is set inside the inside the product is very very important uh, when you look at. Uh, not only cell phones, everything uh, that you do, uh, because it will help you to do more things with it after uh, when you use it, when you take care of it, and at the end of at the end of the product. Where I go with that thought, Michal, is uh, it also makes the designers proud, because that's something they've worked on, and and while the CEO may not see it, mm -hmm. sometimes it's really important for them to have another level of pride that can be expressed in, their, yeah. in, the, in, the, in the finition, that even though it's not seen by the end user, yeah. that the ability to say, I signed this one, this has got my yeah. design imprint on it. Mm -hmm. How important is that? I think it's a competitive edge for every product that to be, to be complete and you know, not to, because sometimes you say, okay, it's, that's it and you, nobody will see what's inside, but but you can use it as a competitive edge and say, we do it, you know, we designed it from inside and outside and we, we know exactly how it's going to work and it's going to be easy for everybody, not for the one who goes to the shop, but for also for the one uh, uh, that's going to take care of it when it's broke. And, you know, thinking about the whole system again. And system thinking is something that is very, very important today in design. You know, thinking about the whole thing, not only the, the front page that, that you can see, but also what's going uh, behind it. You've talked a lot about creativity. It's obviously an important part of, of your whole program. How do you best foster creativity in business? Mm -hmm. so there, I, I think Israel is a, is a great laboratory for that because we have the whole ecosystem of innovation inside, you know, in, in a very uh, close area. And we have startups, we have cooperation, we have development labs of the big corporation, the big international corporation. And we can, we have all kind of um, uh, solutions and way of thinking about innovation. Like you, can, you can have an accelerator, you can have an incubator, uh, you can look at a, uh, at um, acceler inside accelerators, or you have go to a university um, and have uh, you know some kind of collaboration with a university and innovation thinking university. I think innovation needs to have an, a full ecosystem in order to foster. Um, and when you have all the component, you can choose whatever is right for you. Uh, we work with the kitchen appliances uh, company this year. And we, uh, you know, we thought, what kind of uh, innovation process will work for them? And we know we show them you can have uh, a group of designers and technology people, and everybody sit and meet every week and try to think. You can work with the, all the employees in the company because from there you can get very, very innovative ideas because they know 
you know, all the employees, not the people who, who are, you know, who has innovation manager on their uh, card. All the, all the people in the, in the company. So you have all kind of uh, models that you can work with. And I think having all kind of models uh, for you to choose and to see what's, what can work with uh, in your, in your um, culture. I think, you know, the culture of the company, it is very, very important to see what will work with the company and what's not going to work ever. So uh, I think it's, again, trial and error, prototyping it, see if it can work, see what can you do in order to get the, the, the ideas. And, you know, idea, I have many ideas. I, I woke up in the middle of the night and I have many, many ideas. Idea is not enough. You know, you have a long process after the idea in order to make it happen and in order to make it right for the for specific organization. So, Michal, tell us, what's it like to be part, what is it, what's important for you to be part of the NetExpo University mm -hmm. Network? You see, I, I come to see, uh, you know, where the world is going. And what's nice about NetExpo in general, I think, is that it combines technology and technology uses of, uh, of it, you know, the way... Um, technology engage with different parts of the world and where you know where the world is going and I think collaboration and understanding what's going on not only you know in my backyard and you know the, the things I know you know and trying and finding people and talking to people that uh, you know look at the same at the same situation from another angle is very very important I think for us to know where where is the world going and where are we in this uh, in this uh, picture so it's it's looking at the people seeing what's going on seeing where are we in this uh, in this situation and where can we change should we change what what can we do better uh, that's i think the biggest benefit what's the key message you're going to bring back to your students um i think you know, for me, it's uh, it's coming to this kind of places and to to this uh, event and and see that we do have the um, the tools and we are in a very very good position to to make the world better. And because my my idea, I, I'm not a designer in in a, in my uh, I, I'm not a designer myself, but. Um, my main um, idea coming to, to be the head of uh, program in design is how to be relevant. How can designers be relevant? And I think in this time of, in, in this point of time, uh, designers are very relevant. And I, I'm very happy to be where I am and to be able to, to do something good for this planet and for this world. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, that's mindset with a Y, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please do rate it in iTunes, that really makes my day. Happy trails, and enjoy Josh Sachs's Painted Fingers. Oh, fill me with all your colors any different way to rid me of the gray. Heal
much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.